Hello and welcome to Four Guys and a Scotty, the uh, Greens Farms Academy weekly sports podcast. Uh, we have five members, and uh, we're just going to introduce ourselves. My name is Seth Krantzler. Um I'm a big Oakland Athletics fan. I'm a big Tampa Bay Lightning fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also like the New York Knicks. Uh, my favorite sports to follow are uh, soccer, uh, Tottenham Hotspurs fan, uh, basketball, and uh, baseball. Hey, I'm uh, Scott or Scotty Deutsch. Whatever you prefer. Uh, I love following the NFL, NBA, MLB, and college basketball. I'm a huge Knicks fan, diehard Jet fan, uh, big Yankee fan. I'm also the hit star of the YouTube sensation, Scott Eats Food and Then Talks About It. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me at Deutschbag8394 on Twitter. How's it going, guys? Justin Arzi here. Unfortunately, a diehard Jets fan, coupled with a... Uh, New York Islanders fan, unfortunately, as well, and a Brooklyn Nets fan. So if you want to hit me on Twitter, it's jfly does swag king, G's instead of Q's baby. And uh, we'll have it in a link. So yeah, we'll have it in a link. Just the Twitter handle. You can follow me. Shoot me a follow. And if we're going to talk college sports, I'm definitely a University of Texas El Paso Miners fan. Got to say that. Whoa. Texas Western, baby, 1954. <laughs> I'm Brian Dexheimer. Um, I'm on Minnesota. My favorite sports, Minnesota. My baseball. My favorite sport. <laughs> not, not Minnesota. Die hard Minnesota. He's a Carlton College supporter. No, no, never. <laughs> We've got a, uh, a fifth member who's not here today, uh, Matt Alexander. He's a junior Olympic water polo player. He's uh, a little bit busy with practice right now. Got to go to Cali, get that, uh, get that pumping. Um, plus, uh, this is the uh, the basketball version of our podcast. We're going to be talking all basketball this week. Uh, NBA season picks for. Rookie of the Year, first-time All-Stars, surprise teams, and our uh, fantasy drafts, as well as the actual NBA draft. But uh, Matt, Matt, Matt said he only knew uh, the length of James Harden's beard, so uh, it was best he would just sit out. And uh, without any further ado, I think we're just going to get right into it. Um, I think we should start off with the, uh, <sighs> what do you guys think? Let's go with, uh, let's go with sleeper teams, and uh, we think we'll be some stars this year. That can lead into a lot of good conversation. So... I think I'm going to start off and say, based off of Kyrie Irving, Dion Waiters, Anderson Vergeau, and Alonzo G, that uh, Cleveland Cavaliers are going to surprise some people this year. I want to know your guys' thoughts on that. What do you guys think of Kyrie? If you guys think he'll be a uh, first-time All-Star, if you think he'll actually uh, be the new LeBron in Cleveland? Well, Kyrie's certainly not LeBron. LeBron is a once-in-a-generation skill set and a built like a Ford uh, F-150 to match. But uh, if you want to talk about Dion Waiters, I mean, they got a bench player from college. He never even started at Syracuse, so that was their really uh, good... Uh, what was, he the, was he the third pick? He was the fourth round. Fourth, fourth, fourth pick, I'm not pick. wrong. So they picked, fourth, a, they picked a bench player from Syracuse That's as their uh, fourth pick. Yeah, but you pick. could argue that... I mean, the guy, can put, he can rain in buckets, but his defense <laughs> and uh, his, assisted, his uh, passing ability are definitely in question. And uh, for me, I mean, I think Dion Waiters could be a strong Rookie of the Year candidate. Granted, Damian Lillard so far has been the standout, and uh, def definitely, definitely the number one so far. I think uh, Dion Waiters is pretty, uh, pretty good. He's pretty, just I think a solid player. Duke I mean, ball, seven eleven from three against the Clippers, and um, season's mention, still young. Season's still <laughs> young. And I think it was a great job by the Cavaliers to look past those things because he had some. Definitely some big stars on Syracuse. I mean, you look at Fab Mello, who was starting. He was always the big talk. And what, he got picked like 20th, 21st? It was pretty late. So it's definitely, 
He had a Great. lot of attitude concerns, though, coming out of college. He missed and the whole entire NCAA shoot. tournament. <laughs> and he can't shoot. That's a, that's a good point. And, yeah, but and, and he missed the NCAA tournament, tournament, right? I mean, yes, he did. You yeah, could yeah, argue yeah, that he's, he's, a bigger, he's a bigger Anthony Davis without with less of an offensive game. More, a little more Brazilian flair to him. <laughs> more of a Marcus Camby. Ah, uh, so. We actually have a close personal connection with the, uh, the NBA draft. Uh, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, big big GFA uh, GFA fan, and has come to a couple of uh, GFA basketball games. Yes, Mr. Uh, Drummond is a uh, close friend of our beloved uh, Sean Obi, our six nine import from Kaduna, Nigeria. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Drummond was, you know, selected eleventh, I believe. No, he was on ninth. Ninth, ninth overall ninth to the Pistons. The Pistons. Ninth overall by the uh, Pistons, which actually was a kind of a, you know, an iffy pick. It kind of a, he's kind of a boomer bust pick because he was pretty raw in college and didn't really show any type of offensive game more than I'm bigger than you I'm going to dunk on you so uh, I'd be looking forward to see what him maybe and Greg Monroe can pair up to do up there in uh, Detroit because it's not looking pretty up there right now I'm totally with you there I don't think that he should have been a high first round pick personally I think that it would be best for him to be drafted by a team that is good at the moment like the Thunder Heat a top team that can wait for him to develop which is why I think the Thunder would be a perfect team because I think that he can be matured and mentored by someone like Kendrick Perkins and Serge Ibaka to eventually become that big star because, as you said, he's extremely raw. Uh, I, I was very disappointed with his uh, season at UConn, but I can understand why these young players want to go through to the NBA draft, make a lot of money quick. But uh, I, I think I, he's got the skill set and, and he's got the athleticism, so I think he'll be very good one day. But as of right now... That's why he's a, a good one. fit, though, because Monroe's got, like, the skill set. It's not necessarily he's, like, the best athlete of all time, and he can pass, and all you need is Drummond to just be a freak. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen any of their games, Will Bynum pick and roll with Andre Drummond every single time he's looking to hoop it. And yeah, there's no, there's no question about that, his athletic potential. I'd love to see him succeed, but I don't know. Getting thrown into a basically a starting role this early in his career with that limited college experience. But it'll be interesting to see how maybe him and uh, Brandon Knight can work together down in, up in Detroit in the future. I think the main problem for him is, and you were saying uh, he'd be a good fit for the Thunder. I just don't think that with his talent, the thund- uh, you know, he would pass to the Thunder. I mean, the Thunder, I think, were the 29th pick. He, yeah, he definitely would have passed to them, but I'm saying theoretically. Yeah, yeah, if no, I had to no, choose no, a I team for saying. him. I, I, actually uh, think I, I know that there are a lot of teams that wouldn't pass on his athleticism and his upside. But I'm saying just theoretically, I think that would have been the best fit. I just feel like any team with a, a good post, a, a big man coach, you know, if you, even if you brought in John Thompson from Georgetown, I mean, if you look at someone like Roy Hibbert, Roy Her- Hibbert did not have a good offensive game. I mean, he was clumsy. He wasn't that athletic. Still went to Georgetown. Clumsy. Yeah, he still is yeah, pretty clumsy. Kind of but went to Georgetown. <laughs> I mean, now he's got a face-up game. He's got post moves. I mean, he's got a max deal to match. That's exactly right. So any, I think any big man with the right mentor. You know, you see Dwight Howard. You know, Dwight Howard is viewed as the best center in the game, but he's still going and working with Akeem Olajuwon. Uh, you know, working on his post moves and working on his post games. And I think, I, you know, I, I see a lot of Andre Drummond in Dwight Howard, or maybe a lot of Dwight Howard in Andre Drummond, where you've got an athletic freak that's just fast, quick, throw it up there, he'll catch it, but he doesn't have a really refined offensive skill set. And with the right coaching, you know, who knows? Yeah, I think a lot of people are saying, uh, in terms of Andre Drummond, Kwame Brown, or or yeah, someone Kwame like Brown Dwight Howard. Yeah, I think they said his range was anywhere from Dwight Howard to Kwame Brown. Which is about I mean, but, but the kid shot, I think Hunter told me it was 36. 20, like 36%? Yeah, it was bad. It, something like 30% from the free throw line. Pack of Shaq. It was ridiculous. Yeah, so Shaq did that. Yeah. yeah and I, I know, but Shaq was... 50%, baby. Let's make one miss one. <laughs> 
But uh, I, I think that I think the real star, you know, we're talking about Andre Drummond a lot, but uh, I think the real star this year is going to be Damian Lillard. You know, we've kind of talked about it already. And uh, in his first couple of games, he's been he's been looking like John Stockton. Nineteen point three points a game. Nineteen point three, definitely a huge stud and uh, perfect fit on the Blazers. I think perfect we could be, we could be looking at you know he's in a starting role. We could be looking at a possible MVP candidate. I mean, with the numbers he's putting up right now. I, doing, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't go that far. I'm not going to go so far. <laughs> no, but, uh, no. 19.3.3 <laughs> is not MVP. It's not. If we, if we want to consult Vegas on this one, we got Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards coming in at 25-1 to 1 odds for Rookie of the Year, followed by Andre Drummond with 25-1 to 1 odds as well. When was this posted? Don't remember. Uh, we have Deion Waiters <laughs> once again with 25-1 to 1 odds, so these guys are all tied. And then you get up to Jonas Valanciunas, not really a true rookie since he was drafted two years ago, but he came over last year. It's his first year in the NBA. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we got Michael Kidd Drillcrest with twenty-five to two odds, repping with the uh, Charlotte Bobcats and uh, my boy Kemba. Then we got Terrence okay. Ross with ten to one odds. I'm not really sure about that one. I thought Terrence Ross was a shaky it. pick as is. Yeah, he was a. Uh, he was kind of like a Tyreek Evans at Washington. Like you never know what he's going to get. He's six seven. He can jump out of the gym, but you know what? You don't know what you're going to get on any given night. Then we have a uh, Harrison Barnes coming in at ten to one odds. Possible, possible. Damian Lillard with seven to one odds, and obviously the perennial favorite would be Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis with six to five odds for the Rookie of the Year campaign. So what do you boys think? Well, I think I think it's going to end up coming down to who who's going to get the most minutes, I and mean, obviously. Um, I think Damian Lillard right away in a starting position. Anthony Davis right away in a starting position. Dion Waiters, I, I believe, is in a starting position, right? Does anyone? I haven't been watching. Yeah, I think Dion Waiters has. I, 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 I think he's, I think he's starting. Two. Is he? Okay. Yeah, I think he's starting. But uh, I think it's going to come down really to who can pull up the teams from the gutter the most. Because I mean, if you look at Portland, terrible season last year. Raymond Felton was so bad. Portland just wanted to get rid of him. Jamal Crawford left. I mean, yeah, a couple too many cheeseburgers for Ray Felton. Absolutely. Raven Felton's been fantastic. Last year, though, last year on uh, Portland, he was a little Still chunky. Stunned. He showed up to camp, camp, I think, 15 to 20 pounds overweight, and he something never Something like that. Never Especially re- after. Some, never really recovered after that lockout short season. Especially something after. I mean, these NBA players, the though, I, I feel like they can do that almost. Some of them, you know, I think Steven Jackson was saying he's never taken a jump shot during the offseason in his life. Stack Jack 5. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I definitely think that Damian Lillard is in, has the right time, the right place, and he's the right player to lift Portland and, I think, take Rookie of the Year. I also agree with you, Steph. I think he's going to be the Rookie of the Year because you look at the people that's around him. you got J.J. Hickson, great rebounder. Uh, he's undersized for the five, though. He is. He Very is. undersized. I think he's 6'9", 6'10". Yeah, he, he's, he's definitely a fighter, though, down low. I mean, that's not someone that you definitely want to run into in, in the uh, – post then you also look at Nicholas Batum and graded steals great player overall and then you got the big stud LaMarcus Aldridge who who was a scoring machine in the post so I think when you look at the weapons that Damian Lowe is surrounded by I, I think he's going to be rookie of the year I'm not sure if Anthony Davis has those type of weapons in New Orleans right now. I mean, you got Austin Rivers, Grievous Vasquez. Hey, Grievous has been doing fantastic. No, no, he, he has I, been. I think he's averaging 13. 13 assists right now per game. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a decent player. I, I just think that he has the most weapons overall. And uh, be before close. we move off of Portland, I just wanted to, to bring in uh, Minnesota into this. What do you guys think of uh, Nicholas Batum being offered a max deal by the Timberwolves? I mean, do you think he's deserving of that? Thank God he didn't take it. Yeah. I don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> they have I, plenty of depth. 
Yeah, well, I mean, him. We, we, I mean, we want to talk about surprise teams. I mean, I Who I, saw Kirilenko last night, man? AK-47 AK wow. was shredding my He was Brooklyn passing, Nets. he was scoring, he rebounding. I mean, I think the Timberwolves are going to be a very good team. Once Kevin Love gets back, once Ricky Rubio gets back. really good team. <laughs> I'm really excited to see Brandon Roy. I mean, Brandon Roy was one of my favorite players, kind of just playing around in NBA 2K. He was always, you know, my favorite player to play as. And uh, Guys, if you want to know, Seth actually acquires most of his knowledge about sports <laughs> through the realm of video games, not through actually watching or yeah. listening to sports. No, it leads or to me watching. Um, you know, I, I remember reading a, uh, a quote from uh, Ron Artest, or I should say the artist formerly known as Ron, Ron Artest. Meta World Peace. And uh, Meta World Peace, the man who loves his teeth. And... Uh, <laughs> he I like was the saying that psychiatrist. <laughs> he was saying how uh, Brandon Roy was always the toughest to guard uh, for him to guard, and that was including Kobe. So I mean, obviously there's a lot of offensive talent there. The question is if he'll be the same player, and uh, only time can tell for that. You know, once the grind of the season starts going, and uh, we, we can really tell from that. What, what were some uh, some off season moves you guys thought were really impactful? Obviously Ray Allen going down to the Heat. Um, you saw that against the Nuggets. That was a crazy last second. Three-point or four-point play. Um, any other big kind of off-season transactions? Well, if you look at if you look at the Brooklyn Nets off-season, I mean they signed Humphreys. I think two years, twenty-four million. Joe Johnson max deal. Darren Williams max deal. Gerald Wallace ten four years, four years forty million. I think so. You kind of saw that uh, Mikhail Prokhorov really isn't uh, going to mess around, and he he wants it. And he wants it now. I don't know if that's the way to build the team, but I think it's going to be kind of similar to the Miami Heat. With I don't know if like such players like Joe Johnson, Darren Williams, like these guys who've been used to having the ball in their hands their whole career, will be able to mesh together that quickly. So I think I think it will be a slow process. But I mean, uh, the Nets, the, the it's, it's not the offense. I think they can score maybe a hundred points on a given night, but the defense is definitely lacking because you got Brooke Lopez in the center, not such a good Gerald defender. Wallace, I mean, Gerald Wallace, Gerald Wallace is a good defender. Gerald Wallace is beat up. Oh, D will this the second the second. The uh, second unit of Reggie Evans and Bogans, those guys were going to get after it. But uh, currently, you know, as a Nets fan, I obviously like that he's dumping a bunch of money into the team and not really caring, uh, giving a damn about the luxury tax. But uh, I don't really know if that's the way to all of a sudden throw Do you think it will together. pay off? Do you think that he has turned the Nets into a championship caliber team? I wouldn't say championship caliber team, but they're definitely a playoff caliber team. Right now. I mean, he has said and that his goal was since yeah he said he's five years, years or he's leaving yeah five years since he bought the Brooklyn Nets he wants a championship or also punish himself. This is a serious serious thing. He won't get married. No, he will get married. He, he said he will get he will get married. He, he does seem <laughs> like that kind of guy. Boy, he, I mean. I just all the money in the world. I just find it a really interesting parallel how the uh, interior of Russia is drastically terribly impoverished, but these guys like Prokhorov and Roman Abramovich, just they just, Moscow. all these ex-KGB guys, they just milk all the money they want from Russia and go and buy, uh, <laughs> they go and buy players all over the world. It's kind of just a, kind of an anarchist state going over, on and over there. So It's uh, one way to spend. <laughs> and, it's true, though. I mean, you got these guys, after the Soviet Union collapsed, they come and their fathers, they started all these giant industries because they had favors. Yeah, he's the, uh, the, the, the precious metal. Yeah, business. I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of the uh, little uh, government inter- <laughs> intertwining in that one. So you just... Is he a, I heard from somebody he's a playboy. Oh, absolutely. He's, oh, he's, yes. He has, yeah. he has all the money in the world. He has a reputation. <laughs> what girl in the world does not like that? 
He has a reputation for, uh, he has an $136 million castle in the south of France. <laughs> yeah, he's a That's guy, legit. He's a big spender. So I'm just saying he's taking all of Russia's money and he's putting it into Gerald Wallace. So I'm uh, just like, <laughs> And his personality is pretty fierce. So I remember it when Cold War politics aside, I'm not really sure how I feel about him. I like the interest <laughs> he's paying in the, putting into the team. The, the move to Brooklyn, I think, has really re-energized the franchise because... Honestly, who the hell wanted to go to Newark to watch a book, to watch a basketball game? It's in the middle of nowhere. But I also really like his personality. I think I remember when Mark Cuban was trying to steal Darren Williams away from the Nets. Uh, that Parkov said that uh, he would drop kick him, <laughs> and, and they, they uh, were to challenge each other to a boxing match. And I would have, and as much as I would love to see that, because I, I think Cuban might actually put up a fight. Uh, hey, Mikhail's like six eight. Uh, <laughs> he, he is, but Cuban. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's he, Cuban's he got that big mouth. Ego. Yeah, he's a, he, yeah, man, dude, he he was coding his way to the Dallas Mavericks. So we gotta be we gotta be afraid of the dot com billionaires. Dude, those guys are tough. <laughs>
and this is current coaches, this isn't you know Phil Jackson and yada yada yada, um, Pat Riley. But um, so I think there's George Carl, Doc Rivers, Thibodeau has been mentioned. Eh, he's been yeah, mentioned. I, I don't think he is. No, I think so. Look what he did with the Bulls. Come on, I mean, come on. A lot of Bulls. talent. He did with the Bulls from. Yeah, I mean, still, I just think he's still a good coach. I mean, personally, I think it's Doc Rivers. I think he's the best coach in the NBA. I think a lot of the players would say when the, if you if you were to ask them. I mean, we watch a lot of. At least I I, I should say I, I watch a lot of NBA TV and one of the shows I watch is called Open Court. Um, and uh, that's got a lot of the former kind of NBA stars. You got you know Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Kenny the Jet Smith, Steve Smith, Steve Kerr, um, Chris Webber, and uh, they actually were asked this question. A lot of them said that their best, the, the best coach might be you know Greg Popovich or George Carl, but the one they'd most like to play for would be Doc Rivers. Well, that's obviously well, that wouldn't be obvious, but I think it's just because he's a former player, you know, and they he probably understand he not understands the system, but he, he kind of probably caters to what the players want to do. Yeah, he's a really personable guy on the sidelines. He definitely knows what they're going through, and he could definitely relate to it. And he's extremely knowledgeable. Won a, won a big championship in 08 with the Celtics. And I think when – I because this has happened a lot lately. You look at the Heat. Heat didn't have a winning record until 17 games into the year. You look at the Lakers right now, 1-4. Doc Rivers was able to mesh together a trio that just arrived of Ray Allen – Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett. Was Rondo on the team at the time? Yes. yes. He was on the team. I think he was pretty young, though. He's very so, young. So was he, he drafted by Boston? Yes. Yes, I, I think so. so. So anyway, he was able to mesh all of those guys, all these big personalities. I mean, Kevin Garnett was the man in Minnesota. Paul Pierce was the man in Boston. And Rayon, big guy for the Sonics. I think it's really underrated. They... He was able to mesh all these guys together so quickly, and I, I think a lot of people oversee that nowadays, how it's not so easy to combine all these egos into a winning formula, and I think that's one issue that the Knicks have this year. Where I'm going to disagree with you, I, I mean, obviously he's a great coach, and I, obviously that's a very tough thing to do, is I think that as far as a coach getting the best out of a mediocre player, it's Greg Popovich. I mean, if you look at uh, someone like Danny Green. You know, Danny Green is an okay player, but you looked at the playoffs last year, he played great. Look at that Tiago Splitter. Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> Tiago Splitter. These guys are not first round picks. Well, I should say they're not they're, sorry, sorry, sorry. They're not they're not lottery picks. As they're Mr. Not Stephen A would say. Tiago Splitter. They're not they're not top ten, they're not lottery picks, and he's really getting the most out of them. I mean, if you look at you know, Robert Ory, Steve Kerr, he's got those players that aren't they aren't stars, but he gets the most out of them, and he wins championships with them. I mean, you can't you can't doubt his, his success. I also think part of that reason, though, as to why uh, kind of these underrated players do so well at the Spurs is because I think they are in that system that we talked about with Ginobili and Parker and Duncan, and that's really easy to mesh in that system. What I'm saying with Rivers is if you're taking a bunch of different guys that were in completely different systems and mesh them together under one system. So personally, I, I think that's why he's the best. Coach. I think their playing styles makes it better than a lot of these guys. It's not like Ray Allen just creates his own shot a lot of the time. Yeah, no. it's off the screen. It's not like Garnett has to demand the ball all day to dominate. Garnett he, definitely he, took a lower role. Garnett definitely took a lower role when he went to the yeah, Celtics. Yeah, yeah, like, let's, let's not forget who Garnett was on the Timberwolves. He was the I man. Know. He was everything. Yeah. Dex, any comment on that? Being from Minnesota? What about it? Boyhood hero, maybe? Yeah. Garnett. <laughs> I did love Garnett growing up. 
Um, I think that if Doc Rivers can get a playoff caliber, t- I mean, maybe, maybe not a playoff caliber, but make this Celtics team this year go deep into the playoffs with more than just Rajon Rondo being the man, amazing. Because uh, I mean, Brian Scalabrini, Rajon Rondo was his his pick for MVP this year, and he thinks that Rondo's going to respond. Scalabrini into that because he's an analyst now. Oh. Yeah. Guys, they lost Steezma. I don't really know how far they can go. Steezma's been a stud for the Wolves. They got Darko, though. They got Darko. Darko's just a poor man's version of Steezma now. Just swapping hilarious big man. I love Steezma. But uh, I think that this year will be a a true testament for Doc Rivers because he he lost Ray Allen. Avery Bradley's out for a little bit. If he can do it with the guys he has, and they're old. I mean, let's just be honest here. Paul Pierce... He's no spring chicken anymore. Hey, we said that. La- everyone said that last yeah. year. Look what the Celtics did last year. They, they, gave the, they gave the Heat the biggest run for the money. In Absolutely. There. So, so, I think I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to say Doc Rivers isn't a great coach. He's a great coach, but I mean, let's let's not forget the, la- the amount of talent he has out there on the floor for him every given Best night. team in the East right now. It's not even a question. Heat, Miami Heat. Second best. Okay, okay. Next. Next. Second best. Right now. Right now. I don't care. The, if the Knicks, Knicks are, are the second best team. Oh, we're the only uh, under team. Right it's now. not yeah, that. It's, Your entire bench is in a retirement that. home. They all flash their <laughs> AARP cards when they wanna, whenever they want to go to that's, check in the game. That's a good point. <laughs> that, that's actually a good point. But I think that could affect later in the year. I think right now you're dealing with a lot of experience. You look at Prigioni. Can be. Yeah, I guess pretty much just can't. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good example. You're just, you're just matching the word experience Kurt with Thomas. age. Yeah. Yes, I understand they have experience. Kurt Thomas was not good when he was on the Knicks the first time. Jason Kidd, yes, great player. But let's just let's face it. Amari's going to come back. Where are you going to put Amari? We don't know where to put Amari. I say off the bench. Well, this off is the, the thing, bench. though. Are so you really going to? Are you really think Amari Stoudemire, Mister? I'm going to punch my hand through a fired plate glass window. Is going to want to come off the bench? I no. think that if he if he sees how well the Knicks are doing, I no. think that it, no, 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 no. That's, he's one, a star though. Look, wait, look, I don't listen, think he's listen a Listen to me for one player. second. Yeah, superstar. L- listen to me for one second. All right, if the Knicks are. If the Knicks are about thirty and ten by the time he comes back, okay. he's gonna realize that he's not gonna want to screw up that chemistry. And if Mike Woodson tells him, you know what, in order to not interfere with the chemistry we have on the court right now, you're gonna need to to come off the bench. And is Stoudemire's ego gonna be a yes. huge issue with that? Absolutely. But I think that it'll be easier to justify it if the Knicks have a better record. But I think you, said, you you brought up an interesting point. You said going thirty and, t- and ten. Yeah, that's not. I, for, hold on. Before let's, even if that did happen, what that would require was a lot of veterans playing a lot of minutes and scoring well. Shumpert's out, so granted, when he comes back, he will be young and coming off the bench, whatever. Um, however, I, can they hold it together for the whole season? That's no, what I'm worried about. That's the one thing I'm worried about. You, you know, Jason Kidd. Can Armari's Amar- health has been questioned? When is the last oh, time uh, the guys? The he's guys injured right now. I mean, he's, yeah. he's injured right now. I, I think that there's too many veterans that are too important to the team. So you're going to get two or three of those guys injured, even if it's three or four games, short injuries, and you're going to start losing games, and they're going to kind of sputter out, be a low seed, maybe the, the fifth seed, the fourth. I think the best they can do is going to be the fourth seed. I mean, personally, I think Indiana, they've got I, I, they've had a, a rough, rough start, but Gerald Green, Paul George, Roy Hibbert, George Hill. Danny, well, Danny Green is out, out for three months. months, which puts a little bit of a question mark on it, but I, I think that they've got a very good team. 
and they they surprised a lot of people last year. I think they could do it again. All right, wait, hold on. Let's go around. What do you guys predict the Knicks to be? I think they're going to win the Atlantic, and I think they're going to be the second team in the Eastern Conference after the Heat. I think they can win the Atlantic. I don't think they'll be the second team. I think that the best they can do is fourth. Well, they, they would have to get fourth. You would have to get fourth I if you win the Atlantic. Um, I think teams you have to consider would be the Pacers. Pacers. Uh, Celtics. I mean, yeah, but then they can't win the Atlantic. Yeah. That's where I'm... Chicago. Chicago, if, I, if I they can I, mesh with... Chicago without Derrick Rose See, that's the thing, though. That's the thing. I, without I, them. I think that there is not so much talent in the East this year. I but think that you have a lot of teams... For you got a Chicago. Chicago for a while. Rose out, Rose out for a while. Miami, clear number one. I don't think Atlanta's going to be great this year. Not or Orla- Cleveland. Orlando's lost a ton of people. Cleveland could give some people issues, but they're not near. Like, no, but they're the not. Th- I mean, yes, I, I, I think th- Milwaukee and Cleveland can... could squeak into the playoffs, but I don't think they can yeah. squeak in at three. Exactly. I mean, so, so who is better than the Knicks? Maybe Brooklyn. Are you kidding me? I, no. Maybe Brooklyn. Brooklyn is not better than the Knicks. You know what? Why I not Scotty? Scotty. Honestly, I, I think that Brooklyn is a younger team and that Brooklyn will squeeze in at three, win the Atlantic. Knicks are second, coming at four. Maybe the Celtics are either a fifth or a sixth. Chicago's in there somewhere in fifth or sixth. I think Milwaukee. Well, I, uh, so I think Milwaukee could. Squeak Indiana's in going to be in the top four somewhere. Like I said, if they're not yeah. second, um, then I've got a lot of trouble seeing. I think four teams are going to come out of not making. I it. think four teams are going to come out of the Atlantic Conf- oh, Atlantic no, Division no. this year. I think it's going to be Boston, New York, Knicks, Brooklyn, Sixers. Philly Sixers will. No. Philly's gonna make it. He's, I, the Sixers are injured right now. I don't care. He's coming back soon. They're still gonna make he's it. He's a little bit liable to me. I've got to see. He hasn't been the Drew super, superstar yet, though. They don't need him they, to make the playoffs. Yeah, but when they start losing games, how is Andrew Bynum gonna react? I mean, he's a, he's a very immature player, and we have yet to see him in a superstar role with he has all, all the pressure. talent in the world. Absolutely, but he doesn't have the attitude. And I think that he's gonna, he can crack under pressure. You start questioning his attitude, you start questioning his work ethic when they start losing games, and he's just going to say, you know what, screw this. I'm, I'm definitely anxious to see how the Sixers are going to react to his arrival, but I still think that they're going to sneak sneak in for a sixth or a seventh seed. Uh, but honestly, I, 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 It'll I, th- definitely I think New number two. It's, I think the it's West has be a, a lot more race. definite teams. Absolutely. The East is a lot, a lot more up for grabs, especially once you get down, I'd say, past the, fifth, the five spot. Yeah. So talking got a lot about, of teams that can surprise. So talking about the West, what do you guys make of the Lakers' just awful starts? So they'll be fine. They'll be okay. Like Kobe said, everyone just shut up. <laughs> Eventually, they'll work themselves out. It's a new offense. They're working out the kinks. But I just don't see how a team with Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, and Pau Gasol, how that can be a losing and formula. And, 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 and Meta. I, I, I think that, you know, my surprise pick was going to be the Nuggets. And they've got off to a really shaky start. But, I mean, obviously Los Angeles has too. I think it's going to be... The Nuggets are going to pull themselves together. The Lakers, you know, Clippers, Nuggets, Oklahoma City, Portland, Minnesota. Portland, Memphis. I'm, Portland might squeak in at their eight. Memphis. Dallas could sneak in. San Antonio. There are a lot of good teams. I think where I think it's going to be between Dallas, Houston. 
I mean, just looking at it right now, are there... All right, so which teams can you say are definitely not going to make it? Probably the Kings. The Hornets. The Suns. The Hornets. The Suns are going to surprise you. I would say... I think they will, too. I would say everyone else has a legit Utah. chance. I don't, I don't think Utah's got it. Well, Mo Williams is playing great. Millsap, you know, like Utah always finds, always finds a way, but I just don't... I don't see it. It's going to be tight. I, I would say like right now there's three teams that are definitely not going to be it. So that leaves you with 12 teams fighting for eight spots. That's going to be a tight race. Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Portland. I think that Minnesota and Oklahoma City are definites. I, I don't think that Portland's a definite. And especially definite. they're going to need Damian Lillard and LaMarcus Aldridge the Lakers are to definite. be superstars. The Lakers are, Lakers are definite. The Lakers, Lakers are definite. will not miss the playoffs. So we've got Minnesota, Oklahoma City are definite. The Clippers. The Clippers are going to be definites. Lakers are definites. We're at four teams. We've got San Antonio's, Antonio's definites. Denver, Denver. Denver and Memphis. That's seven. Who, what's that last playoff spot? It could be Houston. It could I'll be Portland. It could be Houston. It could be... I, you know, I like the, the Suns. I think they're a good team. I think they got a lot of upside. I, but Houston's I, not going to make it. I mean, who's the star there? Right Goran Dragic, Luis Scola, James Michael Harden? Beasley. James we're talking, about, we're talking about Phoenix, not Houston. Oh, I thought they said Houston. I like Michael Beasley, but Michael Beasley, but you can't go <laughs> that far with without a guy that doesn't play defense. Yeah, I, I, I love the Suns. Yeah, I don't know about Denver uh, coming through with the. Uh, Playoff birth after uh, the uh, recent uh, passing of the uh, recreational marijuana laws in Colorado. Jamal McGee, I'm not really in trouble with that. I'm one. not really sure. Of course, of course, it's still a band under the players' union, but uh, we all know what uh, what goes down. I, I don't think that impacted Jamal anyway. I, I think he can do it with anybody. I wouldn't be shocked if I, I saw don't think some smoke could figure coming out from Jamal's locker. <laughs> but um, I, I I think the West. What's this tight? It's tight, but I, 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 at the same time, I don't think it is. I think it's going to be seven teams are really going to make it unless there's a huge collapse. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think George Carl will let his team slip out. I don't think the you know Kobe Bryant will let the Lakers slip out. I don't think Chris Paul and Blake Griffin can let the, the team slip out. Yeah, DeAndre. Out of, out of those, DeAndre. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. Out of those seven teams that you said were definite. Which ones do you think could be the most prone to slip? I, I don't know about if you should be so sure about these. Uh, George Carl letting it slip in yeah. there. Slipping I, I, out. You're, I, you're I, acting I, like it's I, too I, easy. As Kevin Spacey once said in the social network, Mr. Zuckerberg, smarter men than you have failed this class. <laughs> so I think we can apply this statement to these. Uh, I'm sure. I, I think that's I fair. I the Nuggets in there. As, and as with definite. their shaky start, that, that I think that's a fair criticism. Um, I think Minnesota, just because of the injuries right now, yeah. and that worries me a little bit that Ricky Rubio is still not back yet, and... I, I guess, you know, Alexi Shved hasn't exactly had the NBA debut people have thought. He was a baller against the Nets. <laughs> yeah, but he also had, I think it was... In the fourth quarter. Only. I think it was like two points, one assist, one rebound in 14 so. or 15 minutes. I mean... Um, I got someone else to step up. I think it's the Nuggets, the Timberwolves. Uh, San Antonio. I, no, San Antonio can't. I, they just can't. Even with Ginobili out there winning games, I mean... Yeah. They beat, they beat, hey, they beat Oklahoma City... Oklahoma City had a tough start. Oklahoma City is looking a little bit different without Harden. Kevin yeah, Martin's never, playing you great. Ne- you never know what happens to when the teams actually start playing defense. That's the only thing yeah. about the NBA. That's the only. That's my only quip. So you kind of think. I think last year we actually saw some better basketball because of the lockout shortened season. So I think that's very fair. I mean, they wasn't as polished, you know, due to the conditioning and all this. Like they're not being together like tri- in the offseason. You know, triple headers. I yeah, mean. but uh, you know, we know that um, up until the All Star break, people aren't really playing defense. They're just running up and down, chucking shots. So. 
It, it will get interesting later on down the season when we can actually uh, make a fair and accurate read on t- really the team's ability to perform the, in a playoff type situation. I think the Knicks are playing defense. Let's not call Carmelo the next Charles Oakley, yeah. but uh, I don't think their <laughs> no, defense is. Oakley. I don't think their defense <gasps> is really. They're not going to be the Knicks nine, the '90s Knicks of the bad boy era. No, like, they're not. But I think that Mike Woodson is definitely drawn to their hands. That defense is important. He's definitely. A He's a much more defensive-minded coach, coach, but better than Dan. The Knicks shoot a lot of three-pointers, and I'm sorry, but Steve Novak, as great as a three-point Woo! shooter is, Steve Novak. J.R. Smith, Carmelo, they're not going to be 7 for 10 each every given Yeah, night. I really think the Knicks they are blowing a lot of smoke right now. I don't really think... I mean, yeah, they're a good team. Are they a... Oh, my God, we're the best team in the NBA. We're 4-0. Blah, 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 blah. I they're really not think, the best team in the NBA. I, 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 I no, think no, that no. they have a but, legit chance no, no, to be no, no, the no. second Obviously, season, they're not the best team in the NBA. Miami are the best team. Miami Heat are the best team in the NBA. Oklahoma City's leaps and bounds better than New York Knicks. I don't care what the record stands like. Totally but agree. You get, you get the average New York City Knicks fan. Man, I was at the Garden last night. We're I mean, that's just New York fans in general. I mean, New York fans are very, uh, let's just call them stubborn. Let's call them stubborn about the teams they like. I mean, my mom is a Yankees fan, and it annoys the piss out of me. But we'll, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I can't argue with the fact that they have played the best basketball as a team so far. Yeah, like, they have, so, guys think Steve Novak's the next Chris Mullen. But, yeah. Uh, Let's all take it down a few notches. I don't think they can keep it up, but they are the number one team so far to me. Steve Novak is one the of my Knicks. favorite players. The Knicks. In I, the entire league. They've been playing the best basketball. I just don't think they can keep it up. Through the first, they can't keep it up. Through the four, first few games of the year, I think that they the Knicks have played the best basketball. I mean, they beat the Heat by 20 at home. That's true. Home. Yeah. The Garden's much different than playing in Miami. I think that was. A I don't care. Game. I think when when, I don't, when the next time the Heat play the Knicks, when both teams are running at full, I'm, I'm telling you, they, all they, cylinders are clicking. I think the Heat will. They roll played over some the good. They played some good defense in the Heat. They are doubling LeBron really well whenever he drove into the lane. I, you also have to count maybe maybe later down the season teams are going to pick up the Knicks kind of like the intricacies of the Knicks defensive gimmicks and stuff like that. So you don't. You and like know. we said earlier, with, with it's just like to keep it's just like you see it in football all the time. You run the Wildcat three weeks in a row, and the fourth week <laughs> yeah. you run the Wildcat, it doesn't work. Teams can scheme for your defense and offense. <laughs> Send the Jets, fan. New York Jets. Um, <laughs> yeah, next week will be football. Don't let me get started. I mean, on while that. we're on the while we're on the topic, championship picks. Is it a Heat repeat? Is it I, a Heat Oklahoma no. City? Finals repeat. I'd love, to, I'd, love to see, I'd love to see Heat Oklahoma City and have KD win, but I don't know, man. If the Heater, if if Rashad Lewis is coming off the bench, we you haven't even seen the hype of the Heat team. Rashad, I mean, uh, Mike Miller hasn't even played. James well, Jones hasn't really, played. But if these guys, retired. but I'm telling you, if these guys come off the bench and start spawn, launching up threes, I mean, it can get ugly. Really they definitely good. have some very good potential role players, and that definitely showed in the playoffs last year. And while we're on the topic of Oklahoma City, the Harden trade. I mean, we talked about Houston being a potential eight seed, and James Harden. De- I think James Harden's definitely gonna be a first-time All-Star. But what do you think Oklahoma City has benefited from this trade? I mean, they got first-round draft picks. Kevin Martin has been playing like the Sixth Man of the Year so far. He's been playing great. But where, where you uh, what you lose with James Harden and Kevin Martin is Kevin Martin's not a threat to throw up a shot fake and drive to the basket, and he's not a threat to facilitate. That's gonna allow people to double on Kevin and Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's gonna take away from their ability to score with that second unit on the floor, and that could make them worse in the short term. I'm granted, you know, the picks, and I think Jeremy Lamb could turn into a great player, but 
Eh. No. And this this is this is just the difference between the big market and the small market team. The smaller market team like Oklahoma City can't really afford to pay James Harden what Houston was willing to pay him, and they're they can't, and I mean, they've got to they, go through the draft. Yeah, too. They, they can't they can't they can't afford to trigger the luxury tax with that. So, uh, you know, they had to let. Unfortunately, I'm sure I'm sure they weren't happy about having to let James Harden walk, but I mean, they got his team to beat right now, so. I think that's actually, I think that's one of the interesting things about uh, small market teams. When you look at a lot of the small market teams, teams like uh, Sacramento or even Oklahoma City, I, Portland. before they got good, uh, Portland even, yeah, um, they're building through the draft. I mean, Oklahoma City, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. They really that's they, they, did a, they did a great job, but... Uh, they can't, they, they're think, not New York, I've, they I've, can't I've, attract exactly. free agents and they, to, and they, to New York and they or can't, Miami and they or can't, LA. They, the NBA luxury tax is set up in a way. I think if you go fit twenty million dollars over the salary cap, you have to pay two dollars and twenty five cents for every single dollar you go over the salary cap. So, uh, other teams like the Knicks, the Nets, the Heat, the, these guys can afford to trigger the luxury tax, but these small market teams can't. So, I really think that's why the NFL, in my opinion, is the greatest sports league in America because with the hard salary cap, you promote better competition between every team. Uh, you know, like it's clear that. On any given night, the Bobcats can beat the Bulls. The Bobcats can Pacers. Beat, Bobcats yeah. beat the Pacers. Oh, I mean, that's, that's on a any given night. But like, it, over time, you know, it's just I think if you had a uh, hard cap, you'd have less talent. I mean, you'd have more. The talent would be more dispersed throughout the league, and you wouldn't have these conglomerates of LeBron, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. Yeah. So if you had the talent more dispersed around the league, I think it would just create a better overall competitive environment. Yeah, so let's get official championship, you know, picks. We're, we're going to be wrapping up shortly. Uh, Miami over OKC. Dex? Tolls over the heat. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of homerism there. I think I'm going to have to go with Miami over OKC. I'm going to go with Miami over... I think the Spurs make one final push this year. You I think th- so? I, yeah, I think they're gonna. I'm, they're my pick right now to win the win the West. I think that they got some very proud veterans, and they know their window is closing. I, I you always feel it because they are so impressive in the regular season. I, I, I think that they can finally break through that barrier. I think that they can win the West. What worries me about them is their longevity. I mean, you've seen um, Mono Ginobili out a couple games with the back spasms. He's just coming back. Uh, Tony Parker had that. You know, nightclub incident with I think it was Chris Brown, maybe. Oh yeah, someone he got glass in his uh, eye and he's had to wear the goggles. Between Chris Brown and Drake, Drake. Yeah, oh, it was about yeah. Rihanna. Uh, I can't really pick a side on that one because <laughs> Breezy's my boy and Drake is Jewish, so I don't really know who to pick on that one. <laughs> and uh, I think he ended up with no, I love piece of gra- uh, uh, glass that scratched his cornea or his retina or something along those lines. And who knows if he's gonna be the same player? I mean, he's been playing well so far. He hit that buzzer beater. Uh, against um, the, the, Thunder. the Thunder, and he had the uh, three-pointer against the Hornets. But their longevity could be an issue. I mean, especially Tim Duncan. You know, I, it, uh, Coach Popovich, you know, jokes around and puts in the scorecard when he's giving Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili nights off, you know, did not play old. But you have to wonder if that's going to be more and more common now. So we'll have to see. I mean, I, I think it's it's going to shape up to be a really great season, and especially after the NBA shortened um, – or I should say the shortened season last you know last year, everyone's dying for this full season. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see you know, what teams are going to really surprise us, what, what teams are going to be what we thought they were. And, uh, yeah, who's going who's gonna to win? Can LeBron repeat? Season. You know, will Durant get his first reign? You know, One last can thing. the Spurs make a last run? One last thing. Do you guys prefer the 82 over the 66-game season? 
I think I'll have to see because I'll be honest here. I only started following basketball seriously and kind of watching a game every night uh, last season. So I have yet to truly experience an 82-game season. I think it's too long. Yeah, I agree with Scotty. Uh, 82-game season is a pretty long sled out there. So uh, I think just like you see it with football, you see it with college basketball as well. The the less amount of games, obviously, each game becomes more and more important. 66 games, obviously we know that the NBA is a money-making business. They have 82 games, they have more TV rights, yada, yada, yada. But with 66 games, I think the general competitiveness of each game would be increased. So I'm definitely in favor of shorter season, just so like, just so to create basketball games, which not just like, oh, if we win a couple of these, we can rest our starters, this, this, and that. Exactly. That it becomes really more like must-see TV. So. Well, do you think that football then is too short with 16? I, I know no. football is no, a little different. For, for, for football, football and basketball, you don't need a long season to well, tell that team. The it's difference with football is that football, football you can't play you're in a, a car season. accident yeah. every single you know, No, but every I, think football, I think the NFL has perfected the professional yes. sports. Totally agree. In, in everything about it. I well, know. I think we should save our NFL talk. Maybe yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna save do our is, NFL talk for next week. So uh, I think we'll do a football podcast next week. I think we'll probably have uh, either Arzy or uh, or Scotty leading that one. As a, uh, I'm I'm not a big big football fan, but um, we're definitely gonna have uh, another podcast on football. We're gonna hope to do one with uh, Matt on baseball. So that'll be probably the first time we've got all five guys here. Um, one wait, Arzy, one last pick. Did the Jets win this weekend? Oh, we got it. We got Seattle, man. They got the twelfth man. We're going to get my uh, boy, no Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know. As much as I'd like the Jets to win, I just don't see it happening. Marshawn's going to gash our defense for like 172 yards, probably two DDs. Russell Wilson's going to look like a, a young Peyton Manning out there, and we're going to lose like a typical uh, same old Jets. So as a Jets fan growing up, I really haven't been expecting much because I've seen the uh, the epitome of how bad this organization is. We'd rather, say, we'd rather sell PSLs than win games, but this is here, neither here nor there, and we'll save this for next week. Gosh, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, just a la- one last shout out to our uh, audio engineer, Andrew Allison God for yeah, the double A G, double A G on the ones and twos mixing up for you. <laughs> if you see him in the hallway, give him a big <laughs> hug. 